Welcome to the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, where we talk all things fantasy football. From player news, rankings, projections, and even trade advice. Everything to help you win your fantasy football league. And now, your hosts, Bob Miller and Tommy Harvey. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, part of DynastyProsFootball.com. Got Bob Miller here. You've got my tag team partner, Tommy Harvey, over there. Hey, and, and do us a big, big favor. Make sure you go over to... Uh, over to Twitter and all this stuff and subscribe, go to, you know, uh, YouTube and hit that subscribe button, that thumbs up and, um, you know, do us a big, big favor. We're here every week, every, uh, well, Wednesdays, but we're going to be doing Tuesday nights, uh, moving forward. So, um, you know, we appreciate you uh, taking a peek in and, and watching us here and go and make sure you go to our, uh, dynastyprosfootball.com as well. Check out the newest rankings and trade value charts. So, uh, Without further ado, Tommy, man, how are you doing? How is your Wednesday treating you so far? Man, that intro always hits hard, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, love yeah. it. Always, uh, you know, pretty, uh, pretty jazzed up, pretty hyped up on that one, man. I love it, love it every time. You ought to see the new IDP show we're doing. The uh, the intro for that is, uh, I think it's even better. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. So what's going on, Tommy, man? Uh, what's uh, what's going on today in the? Uh, in the world of fantasy football, bro. Well, you know, we're getting closer and closer to uh to kickoff, so that's always a good thing. Oh my gosh, yes. Cannot wait. Was it like tomorrow? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow. I love it. I can't wait. Cannot wait. And then Sunday is just gonna be so delicious, just sitting there oh, yeah. all day watching football. Oh. I'll be sitting there all day Saturday watching football too. It's gonna be glorious. Yes, yes, you are. You are the Debbie guy, so that is uh, it's kind of your job to be watching college football. So, uh, yeah, yeah, a whole delicious weekend full of football. I can't wait, man. Um, so, what's going on? What's the uh, what's going on in the uh, in the NFL right now? What's some of the latest news we've got going on? Tom? Well, apparently, Damian Pierce has been listed as the number one running back in Houston. So, there's that. You know, that ought to make people happy. <laughs> uh you know i don't know man I, I, it it is because people that obviously went to go get him um or people that drafted him are super super happy about that because that's the reason why they did draft him they were you know they probably put a third round pick into him and uh, sure. maybe even in the fourth round or you know late second depending on when you drafted but this is exactly what you were hoping marlon mack got cut for the second time and um He's now the unofficial starter. Uh, we'll wait to see if anything changes there, but it looks like, you know, uh, moving forward, he will be the uh, primary running back. So that is fantastic. I, uh, I'll just be happy when we <clears throat> stop talking about him. You think so? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you're not a day. You know, last week we talked about Damian Pierce. You're not a fan. You're not a fan, but <clears throat> – and, you know, in fantasy football, opportunity is is almost everything. So he's going to get some touches. He's going to get a lot of opportunities to, uh, you know, to score some touchdowns and everything. And and so, you know, throwing a late second, third round rookie pick into this guy, oh, my gosh, you know, that's a tremendous value. You know, you can maybe use him as a flex. And getting something, you know, a, a starting flex in your second to third rookie draft. like Sure. You can't, I mean, you can't beat that. <clears throat> you know, 17 carries for 44 yards and maybe a touchdown. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and plus it gives you that depth. I mean, with the way these running backs drop like flies or they miss a game or two, um, my, my, I always tell you that you can never have too many running backs. It's uh, if you've got 10 of them, then that's fantastic. I'm serious. You can't have too many of those guys. So what else is going on, big guy? Anything, uh, Anything out there you know of? Uh, yeah. you know, I see that uh, Cliff Kingsbury says that Zach Ertz is uh, looks like he's on track to play Week One. Thankfully, yeah, that's good news because if not, then it'd be the Trey McBride show for a week, and I guess we'd get to see him. But well, I waited. You know, everyone was going hot and heavy over tight end in the second and third rounds of these these drafts, and uh, and on most of the drafts that I did, that was just a little too steep for me. I do like Kelsey, and I love Andrews, but 
anytime I did drafts or mocks or or best balls, anytime I took a, a tight end in my second, you know, in the second round or something, I wasn't the happiest with my roster. I think I would have rather had that running back. And one of my favorite targets later on was Zach Ertz. Yeah, I did sure. grab, you know, I grabbed a lot of Dal- uh, Dalton Schultz, <clears throat> depending on if he dropped. Uh, but if he didn't, I went Zach Ertz, and I went Zach Ertz a lot. I own a lot of sure. with DeAndre Hopkins out for the first six games. Yep. I mean, Zach Ertz will be a primary, probably the second receiving option, possibly even the first. I mean, Hollywood Brown and Zach Ertz will be the guys uh, for several, several weeks. So I think you're going to get a uh, – he's going to drastically outperform his ADP. I mean, yeah, people don't want to grab him because of his age. I don't care. The guy could be 40 years old for all that matters to me, as long as he's producing. So Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always been a fan of Ertz, even even when he was in Philly. As a Cowboy fan, that's tough to say, but, you know, Ertz is genuinely a good dude, and he's a great player, so what's not to root for? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm just such a fan. I hope he does well, and, um, you know, especially for my fantasy team's sake. Right. What else is going on out there, Big Tom? Uh, well, it looks like James Robinson is going to be active for week one. Nice. Nice. So, you know, I don't know what that means for Travis Etienne, but I would assume Robinson is going to take going to take several take several touches away. You think? I mean, it, you would you would have to think so. Robinson was so good two years ago, got hurt last year while Etienne was hurt. So they're both kind of coming off injury. So I, I guess you kind of got to nurse them both back. Yeah, I, I've got a lot. I own a lot of James Robinson. I think I even have him in the uh, Scott Fish Bowl and things like that. I mean, I just picked him up because you were getting him almost for free. Yeah. And um, not that I think he's going to be the primary back, but I think he'll have some use. And listen, Etienne has, you know, he, he got hurt last year, didn't play a single snap, really. So um who's to say you know if you (laughs) why not grab james robinson because if atn goes down again for some silly reason i don't know if he's a honestly an every down back that can take that type of punishment especially in nfl i think james robinson's a great little sneaky little stash just in case well and the good thing is the good thing is with both of them is you can put them both on the field at the same time um you know you kind of split atn out um in, in, in a slot receiver type role while while Robinson's in the backfield or, you know, whenever Robinson's not in there, Etienne's obviously the, the number one running back. But I think the good, the good thing is with both of them is you can put them on the field at the same time. <clears throat> you can. You can. Um, completely agree. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is going on out there, man. There's been a few things that I think is fairly notable. So uh, – yeah, oh, some news in Atlanta about Damian Williams, you know, possibly factoring mm-hmm. pretty heavily in the, in the Atlanta offense. So, hey, listen, I, I've got a special place in my heart for Damian Williams. I remember he won me a fantasy championship yeah. one year. So, um, you know, I love the guy. Um, and like I said, Scott, you know, Scott Bear says that he should factor heavily. Um, I don't know uh, really what to think. You know, a lot of those Tyler Algier owners out there don't like the thoughts of that. Um, Maybe they use Damien um, early on in the season and, you know, Tyler slowly takes over. Who knows? Right. Who knows? But don't forget also Cordero Patterson, you know, takes a lot of carries there too. Yeah. You know, I would think that Cordero still going to be the primary guy there. Um, but Damien could have some sneaky good value there, especially if he f- factors heavily into yeah. the running game. Um, he's he, I just grabbed him for free. Actually, in the Scott Fishbowl, I just picked him right up just uh, 30 minutes ago, I suppose. Sure. Um, you can never have too many running backs, and I'll always say that until uh, until I'm blue in the face. So I'll pick him up all day, and you know, if someone drops, then, man, I've got a, I've got a guy that I can probably use there. I'm not saying that's going to be a fantastic offense by any means, but he may get some touches, get some uh, goal line work, especially. I mean, he's a he's a proven back. He's trustworthy. And so um, Atlanta probably values that. Yeah. Well, and while you have a rookie trying to learn how to play in the NFL, it's always good to have somebody to just kind of grind away. Damian Williams could be that could be that guy for, for at least a couple of weeks, you'd think. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
I, you know what, man, we've got some questions here and let's take a look here. What do we got? Smokey the cat. All right. <clears throat> hey guys, can you please rate my 12 team redraft PPR? Herbert, Jefferson, Godwin, Ayuk, Renfro, Burks, Kelsey, Zeke, Monty Hunt, Henderson, and Madison. Um, what is this, you think, Tommy? Like an eight-team league or what? <laughs> and well, it's a, it says it's a 12-teamer, but you look at it. I'm assuming it's a it's a one QB. Um, you know, we've got Herbert and Jefferson. That that that's always really nice. Kelsey, his his running backs may be a little on the weaker side, but you know I'm, I'm not I'm not too terribly worried about that, especially whenever you look at the at the receivers he has with Jefferson, Godwin, and Ayuk. You know, Kelsey as his tight end is obviously as solid as it gets. Um, I'd probably give it a I'd probably give it a B B B to B plus. You know, to me. <clears throat> Herbert, that's a win. Jefferson, a win. Right. Uh, we'll have, uh, you know, hey, Smokey the Cat, you might want to, uh, you know, keep on the line here because we'll, we'll be talking about Jefferson here shortly. And um, I will be maybe talking about a little uh, Hunter Renfro as well. So uh, keep an eye out later on in the show. <clears throat> I'm looking at this, Tommy, and I love it. it it's a 12-team league, man. It's not a 10-team league. Sure. Um so to get this type of roster up there, Herbert, <clears throat> Jefferson, Godwin's a little, you know, when he comes back, he's going to be very, very good. Well, apparently I he's love. taking the brace off. So yeah, yeah, that's going to be good news. He may even play this week, but I doubt it, but he could. Um, I love Hunter Renfro, Traylon Burks. I'm not 100% sure what we have there. Right. But you have Kelsey. So you've got a you've got an advantage at Herbert there. You've got a super. Just a super advantage with Jefferson, with Kelsey. I love Renfro. Brendan Ayuk, we'll see what happens there with, uh, um, you know, how they distribute the ball. I'm really, really curious if Ayuk, um, I'm kind of on the fence about him, if he's going to really be a, a nice fantasy player this year. I'm kind of leaning maybe a little bit more of a disappointment. Um, <clears throat> but Montgomery and Zeke, I like that. You know, it's nothing sexy. But to grab those guys, to grab Herbert Jefferson and get Kelsey, you know, you're probably looking at, you know, his first four picks had to have probably been. I mean, Jefferson had to have been his first round pick. Um, I would think that Kelsey was a second round pick. Herbert, I don't know if he went as early as the third. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but getting Zeke and Montgomery there in the then kind of probably maybe in the fourth, fifth rounds. I love it. I'm a big, big fan of Zeke this year. You know, Dynasty, you and I have kind of had those conversations. If mm -hmm. if Dallas is going to keep him uh, moving forward, they do definitely have some decisions to make next year. Um, they can save a lot of money by, by releasing him. But for this year, I really think they're going to – they're just going to ride him like crazy. So, you know, you gave it a B to a B plus. I say, you know, at, at I'm going to go A minus on it. I'm going to go with an A minus. Um, I would have probably gone with an A to A plus if there would have been some really, really elite running backs there. Um, but he has elite players all over the place. And well, it's, uh, also, it's also tough to really get a, an accurate grade without seeing other people's rosters as well. Um, I mean, there, there could be three or four guys who have just tremendous rosters and everybody else should be you know, kind of bottom of the barrel, but. <laughs> and there might be, you know, there might be some guys in this league that uh, didn't know what they were doing. So that's the reason why uh, Smokey here got, uh, got such a good roster. And he also adds on that he has Michael Gallup on the IR for right now. Okay. So he can put Gallup in there for, for IU or Traylon or something. So he definitely has some depth there. Um, we have one more question here so far, and this comes from Lamb Cup. Who should I start out of Brandon Cooks, Amon Ra, Gabe Davis, Devontae Smith? He can start two at flex. I think you play the matchups <laughs> with those four guys. Um, I, I think they're all four fairly similar in what they're going to give you as far as points from week to week. Um, just depends on what on, on, on who they're playing against. I know one I'm going to chalk in right there is Amon Ra. I'm a huge, huge fan of him this year. Um you're getting him at a wide wide receiver three price. And 
we'll talk about in our bold predictions here in a little bit what I think about him at that price. <clears throat> um, I'm probably going Brandon Cooks and Amon Ra, you know, the first two that he said. Those are the number one options in both offenses. Um, Gabe Davis is not. Devontae Smith is not. Um, right. So no matter the matchups or whatnot, I'm going Brandon Cooks and going Amon Ra. That's a pretty easy decision. Well, the, the reason I the reason I I say play the matchups is because <clears throat> Houston's not Houston's not very good. Um, the Lions aren't very good, so from week to week they they could have some consistency issues. It's it's possible, but he's going to be the number one number one option there in that passing offense. You know, the worse they are, the more they're going to throw. And so Brandon Cooks has always been uh, productive and and highly undervalued. And that that's happens every year. So for me, it's Cooks, it's Amon Ra, and it's not even close. So oh, by the way, Smokey chimed in again here real quick. He said he got Jefferson there at pick eight. He got Kelsey in the second. <clears throat> Zeke was in the third. He got Montgomery in the fourth, and then he grabbed Herbert there in the fifth. He was the highest rated, the highest team after the draft, according to Yahoo. Well, you. you should have been Smoky because that's a very, very good team. Well done, sir. Well, well done. All right, so let's move on here to a little bit more NFL news, Tommy. What's going on? We just talked about Damian Williams a few minutes ago. Oh, you know what? They own a hint that I really, really like. Um, the Athletics' Jeff Zebrick uh, believes that the Ravens' tight end Isaiah Likely is the closest thing to the answer as far as a third receiving option there in Baltimore. I completely agree. They, I've, I've talked about it on other podcasts, other shows. Isaiah Likely is a freaking stud. Is a stud. He is a he is a nightmare for opposing defenses. You've got Mark Andrews there. Baltimore's going to be running at twelve personnel, even a thirteen personnel, because they have um, the other tight end there, the blocking tight end. Um, I think that Isaiah Likely is a great great pickup. If he is on the waiver wire and really in any league, unless you have an elite option like a Kelsey or Andrews or something like that, um, I think he is a sneaky good pickup. Um, at tight end because I think he's going to get a few catches and some touchdowns. I think he's going to get some volume and it's going to be pretty surprising. As a matter of fact, I think he might be one of the big, big time pickups after maybe week one, week two, week three, um, this fantasy season. And I think if you can go grab him now, if he's for free, um, I absolutely recommend it. If you have a pretty decent sized bench, if you have the roster space, then do it. I wouldn't go drop any, any starter or anything for him, but um, especially if you're in a tight end premium league, go grab him. Um, I think he's going to be a uh, payoff pretty, uh, pretty well for you, especially by weeks. Or if you're a Mark Andrews owner, he is a great, great handcuff for you. You know what? Just go and YouTube some of his highlights from, from when he was at coastal Carolina, he, he, he would burn everybody. Um, even from the tight end position, he had he had one play last year. He had, he caught a ninety nine yard touchdown pass last year. Just went straight down the seam. Just, yep. Just toasted everybody. He did. He did, man. Um, he he's he's a freakishly good athlete, and he's got hands. He's got it all. I mean, what the PFF or something rate him as the. I mean, it's the top-ranked tight end, like, ever coming out of college. I mean, he was in Coastal Carolina, but who cares? He's showing off. I mean, yeah, he he, he really kind of blew up in the in the preseason here, but I think it's going to move right forward into the season there. I think he's going to be a great, great target and one of the favorite targets of Lamar um, moving forward. So I think if you can go grab this guy, I think it's absolutely worth it. Yeah. And speaking of the Ravens, John Harbaugh says that J.K. Dobbins – his availability for this week, for week one, really depends on how he practices this week. Um, it's about 50-50 from what I'm reading, what I'm seeing here, but I really, really like to think that Dobbins will play. It may not be much, you know, hence the signing of Kenyon Drake. Right. Um, but I really, really do think he will, just just in spite of someone like, is it was it Ian Rappaport that made that report that he wouldn't be ready or something yeah, like that? Yeah, he... And then J.K. went went at him on. Oh, on he did. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. Where did you get these facts? Where did you get this? Blah blah right. blah blah blah. So, I think Justin, I think kind of uh, he doesn't want Rappaport to be correct. I think that you know he might play a handful of snaps. I have him in a lot of leagues, and I'm I'm really having a hard time maybe starting him this week. Um, I am a little concerned about that. So, yeah. 
That's the, something to really monitor all week. But even if he is suited up and ready to go, if you have other options, I would certainly recommend it. And don't don't be afraid to tweet at us, you know, over at Dynasty Pros FF and ask our opinion of it. Or you can tweet Tommy or I here. You see our uh, you see our uh, our our Twitter right here. So you know that's just something to really monitor. If you are a JK owner, I think it. If you do have okay options on your bench, it might be. Um, you might want to go and start one of them this week over him as of right now. So well, also for the Ravens sake, it, it's better for them. that He comes back sooner rather, rather than later because having to roll out Mike Davis and Kenyon Drake is kind of a uh, yikes type situation. And eh, no way. Those guys are great. <laughs> hey, better than what we had last year, better than what they had. I mean, Devontae Freeman and Latavius Marginally. Um, no, no, I think Mike Davis is better than Latavius Murray, and I think Kenny Drake's better than Devontae Freeman. Um, so I think they have a little bit better options there. Um, so definitely, uh, you know, be be very, very weary if you're a JK owner, at least for this week. So, all right, Tommy, I think that covers really the NFL news that uh, that I find very fantasy relevant, you know, going uh, going into this week, um, this weekend. So, Let's talk about, you know, the title of the show is our bold predictions, and we have a few of those. Sure. And so let's not spend a whole lot of time on those. You know, I know everyone's got something better to do than watch our ugly faces. Um, but, yeah, let's get into some of these. Um, let's start off with you. What yeah. what do you have as far as a, as a bold prediction this year? Uh, my number one bold prediction is that both Tua Tungavailoa and Matt Ryan – finish in the top eight for fantasy quarterbacks. Really? Yeah. I mean, just the weapons two has, if he does not take advantage of that, he's, he's going to find himself on the outside looking in over the next couple of years, because there's no excuse to not put up big numbers with Waddle and Tyreek and Gesicki he has all the weapons there to make him successful. And if he can't be, then he won't be the guy for long. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's pretty bold. I mean, yeah. that's, I guess that's the reason why it was number one on your yeah. list. Yeah. And uh, I, I was a big, big Tua fan last year. You know, I had to, uh, you remember I wrote my, uh, yeah. I think my bold predictions or whatever article that I do every year. Um, you know, and there were several, several predictions I had there. I believe I said Cooper cup was going to finish as the number one, you know, fantasy, you know, fantasy receiver. I said that Joe Burrow was going to be a league winner for you. Don't go crazy over quarterback. Don't take Mahomes anyone early, go grab Burrow toward the end of your draft. I did also say Tua would be a great, great quarterback grab. Uh, I kind of swung and missed at that one. Um, I think you're, but, I think you're, an, you were a year too early on that. I think he's the, I think he's going to be a league winner this year, man. That's great. <clears throat> that's great because I'd rather be, uh, I'd rather be right in some sort of way. Drink um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm really rooting for him. Um, <clears throat> he certainly has the weapons. It's a make or break year for him. Yeah, it um, is. And I, I, I have faith in him that, that he'll be able to do it. What makes you think Matt Ryan's going to finish there in the top eight? Um, well, the move to Indianapolis, uh, he has a much, much better offensive line. He's got good young wide receivers there uh, with, with Pittman and Pierce and uh, Campbell. Um, and he has a great running back to take pressure off of him. <laughs> I've got guys on my, I guess guys I work with or whatever, are just seeing us on Facebook here. And I'm getting some, uh, some nice comments here saying, Hey, you look sexy. My boy, Tyler and my boy, Shane are both, uh, commenting on me and I appreciate it guys. You all, uh, you all have good taste. You know, uh, you know, a good looking man when you see one <laughs> anyways. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with my number five prediction. I'm going to count backwards. You just, you just, you threw it all out there. You're first at bat. I, I did. Um, I'm going to go with number five, and that is that Justin Jefferson reclaims that dynasty wide receiver one position by finishing as the wide receiver one overall this year. I think that um, 
I love Cooper Cup, um, but there's definitely going to be a little bit of regression there. I mean, he can't obviously put up the numbers that he did last year. On top of that, the news of Matthew Stafford's elbow giving him fits, giving him issues, and it should be. It, it seems like it's going to be an issue all season. <sighs> Who knows what's going to happen there? Who really, really knows? I don't know if he's going to need some kind of Tommy John or something like that. Let's knock on wood and hope that he doesn't. Um, but, you know, I just redid our rankings over at DynastyProsFootball.com, and I have Justin Jefferson as the wide receiver one overall, just just ahead of, of Jamar Chase. And I was one of the first people that put Jamar there, um, I think, in, in Dynasty rankings, and then a lot of people got really hot. And, and, and horny over him and, and slid him into that number one spot. But the more and more I see it with this offense throwing the ball more, um, all signs point to me, man, is that Justin Jefferson is going to be an absolute stud this year. I've actually seen him in a couple of leagues go as the number one player overall in a draft, even over Jonathan Taylor, which is kind of wild. Um, but you have been a big, big Jefferson fan yeah. since college. Um, what's your thoughts? I mean, is that – I don't know. I don't know if I'd call that bold. That's the reason why it's number five on my right. Um, But I really do think this time next year, he will be the number one receiver taken in, you know, in fantasy drafts. It's very likely. Um, you know how high I was on Justin Jefferson coming out of college. I, he was my, my wide, he was my wide receiver one in that, in that, in that entire draft. Um, and, who was the guy I told you was was even even better than than uh than he was? Oh, I know, I know. You said it was Jamar Chase. You said, "Hey, listen, I love Justin Jefferson. He's a stud, but guess what? He's not even the best player on his team." That's right. And and you said that for for quite a while, and you were absolutely right. But um, I like Jamar. Don't get me wrong. I just think there's so many options there, and you know, T. Higgins is going to get his. Sure. Um, and I don't like Jamar to me is not one of, he's not going to be one of those hundred type catch guys. I mean, he might be like an 80 to 85 catch guy, um, with some nice touchdown, um, upside there, but I just don't think he's going to be like the last year was his rookie year. I, I understand, but I think last year is kind of what we expect or what I expect to see out of him moving forward is he's going to be a big home run hitter but there's going to be some other games. If he doesn't score a touchdown, um, he's going to be a little bit of a letdown. Whereas I see Justin Jefferson is going to get peppered, absolutely just peppered with targets. And even if he doesn't score a touchdown, I think he's going to put up plenty of fantasy production to where you can count on him week in and week out. That's a solid pick. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what do you, what else you got, man? What's next on your list? Uh, next on my list is Christian McCaffrey stays healthy and finishes the overall number one player overall eh? overall i hope you're right you and i are in a bunch of leagues and you know how much uh cmc that i own and i even wrote in an article what was our buy lows and sell highs i wrote that a couple of months ago and i said you know it's maybe a time to sell McCaffrey, but you're not going to get anything for him i said you if you were an owner you might want to hold on to him you want to hold on to him, in my opinion, and wait for that week one, week two, watch him put up 30 fantasy points in the, both of those games, and maybe it'll be time to cut bait and sell as high as you can on him right then and there. Gosh, people blowing up my phone. Um, but I think that's a time to kind of cut bait with him. You know, However, if you do keep a hold of him, I hope to God, I hope and pray that he stays healthy. I just, I hate to see these guys like Saquon and everything, you know, these guys getting hurt. I mean, this is what they do for a living. They put so much work into it. They put by far more work into that than I probably do at anything in my life. Um, so, you know, you hate to see that come crashing down on them. And then they have to put in so much work to rehab and get better. Um, but I told you last week, I may even said it on another podcast. The thing that really, really worries about, worries me about these guys is all of this muscle they put on so quick. And McCaffrey was one of those guys. Saquon was one of those guys. I'm, I'm scared to death right now of Lamar with the, you know, 18 to 20 pounds of muscle he's put on this offseason. Um, you know, sometimes their body's not prepared for this. And when they're making these cuts and these moves, how their body handles that, whether it's a, a ligament, 
if it's just a muscle or something. And I see that with a lot of guys and Saquon's one of them, you know, McCaffrey's another. So I just hope that he's done enough this off season and learned from those mistakes to where he can manage his body. He can, he can protect himself from making any bad moves or doing some of the same, making maybe some of the, if there were some previous mistakes that he made, you know, kind of cut that out to where he can stay healthy and stay on the field because he's a cheat code. If he's on the field, he's one and a half running backs and you have uh, an advantage over everyone, including the Jonathan Taylor owner. So, yeah, I mean, whenever McCaffrey's healthy, he's, he's LaDainian Tomlinson. He's, you know, he's Marshall Falk. He's, you know, priest Holmes from back in the day. I mean, he, he's those guys whenever he's healthy. So, Mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, Tomlinson, Marshall Falk, you know, Marshall Falk was one of those guys. So, yeah, um, let's see. Let me let me go with uh, one of mine here. A little bold prediction. My number four bold prediction of the year is that Patrick Mahomes finishes outside the top five at quarterback in fantasy points this season. That's pretty bold. You think so? You think so. You really do. I don't think he finishes at the top five quarterback. I mean, maybe six or something. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be a number 10 or anything like that, but. You heard you heard it here first. Bob Miller said Patrick Mahomes will not be a QB1 this year. No, 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 <laughs> nothing like that. But I don't think he finishes as a top five guy. You know, um, I think he's going to be a solid, solid pick. I mean, he's a solid quarterback. Um, I think teams are really going to focus on Kelsey. I don't know what to expect out of Sky Moore and MVS, you know, McCole Hardman, things like that. But losing Tyreek Hill, yeah, losing Tyreek Hill was huge, 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 huge. Um, And I think Kelsey, by default, is going to get his targets. He's going to get his catches. Um, But that Mahomes was such a home run hitter at quarterback because of Tyreek, and now that Tyreek's gone. And listen, I know that Sky Moore, one of these guys, maybe, you know, McCole Hardman, you would think might fill that role, but who knows? And I just think that there are so many guys, uh, you know, that will finish inside the top five. I just don't think uh, that Mahomes will. I mean, I, you know, Josh Allen, that's chalk, you know, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert. I think Lamar finishes there. Um, I think Tom Brady probably finishes within the top five again this year. Um, but you could see someone like Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, someone like that jumping in, grabbing that fifth spot to where, you know, I could see Mahomes finishing as maybe number six, maybe number seven this year. I mean, maybe that's a little crazy, a little bold, but I really, really, I really feel strongly about that. Okay. You, know, well, you, you forgot to mention the actual number one QB this year, but that's okay. I'll get into that here in just a second. Oh, you will, will you? <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So who else? What do you got, man? Uh, well, um, this is kind of a, a two-parter for my number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cincinnati has two wide receiver ones, and Joe Burrow is the QB one. Yeah, Joe Burrow, I really wanted to mention there. Um, he was someone I was thinking when I was rattling off some things. I forgot to mention him there. I didn't mean to leave him out. I just forgot to put him in there. So disrespectful. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a Ravens fan. What can you say? Uh, but listen, you're absolutely correct. I mean, these are the reasons why I think that Mahomes finishes outside that top five. So, yeah, I mean, you've got you're a big, big, big fan of Burrow. So that's not crazy, crazy bold. He definitely could be. I mean, you got two studs at wide receiver there, and then you got someone like Tyler Boyd, um, man in the slot, and then you can't forget the man, the myth, the legend, uh, our boy. Um, God, was our tight end. I'm just drawing a blank. Hayden Hurst, yeah. You know, Hayden Hurst is a stud. No, I'm just kidding. You know, Hayden Hurst is – he's not chopped liver. He's going to be a very productive guy in that offense. Um, But, yeah, Joe Burrow could absolutely be the number one number one guy. I don't know how much he runs this year, and that that certainly helps. But that offensive line has drastically changed this year. I think they revamped like three-fifths of that line, and it was all for the good. And um, I think he's going to just – he's going to rake. He is going to put up some numbers this year. And um, if you have him, you know, consider yourself very, very lucky. All right. So uh, talking about our guy a little while ago that made some comments earlier here, um, uh, Smokey the Cat there, um, he had mentioned that he has Hunter Renfro. And one of my bold predictions here is that Hunter Renfro picks up where he left off last year and he finishes as a top 15 wide receiver. 
He's a guy that's going very, very, you know, in these mid rounds. Um, and I love it because I'm grabbing him everywhere. I, I don't think his role changes very much. I'll be honest with you. He may lose a little. He, he was a, a, a nice red zone target for Derek Carr. And I say he loses a little bit of that, but as far as being that safety blanket, third downs, whatnot, I really, really don't think that he, uh, his production takes too much of a bump. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing what he puts up this year. And I think he finishes as a top 15. He's not going to be a wide receiver one. Um, you know, I, I thought about maybe saying he's going to finish as a top 24, but how bold is that really? Like, Hey, this guy's going to finish as a wide receiver too, whatever. Um, so, you know, I'm going to put him right there flirting with a top 15. I think um, that's fairly bold considering he's the third option on his team. Ex- absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I don't think that I, I don't think Devontae Adams is going to be all that this year. I don't think that um, Darren Waller is going to be all that this year. I think those guys I think their productions take a hit. I don't think Hunter's does. I really, really don't. And it leads into my number two. And I'm not going to go there yet. I'll let you do. Well, you know what? Screw it. I will go. I will go there. Go Hunter, ahead. Like I said, Hunter Renfro picks up where he's left off. He's going to be, you know, a top 15 wide receiver. And speaking of which, I'm going to say that Amon Ross St. Brown has over 100 catches this year and finishes as a wide receiver one, as a top 12 wide receiver. Call that bold, call it crazy, but you're picking him up at a wide receiver three price. Of yeah, something that's, not, like that. that's not too far-fetched. How many catches did he have last year? And he didn't. Uh, he, and he really didn't start even getting going until, you know, a quarter of the way into the into the season. Well, you're right. You're right. But that was because TJ Hawkinson was hurt. Right. Um, you know, the targets had to go somewhere. He was getting like 10, 11 targets a game there, you know, the, the last part of the season. I don't know if that happens. I'd love to see it. Um, but I could see him being an eight to nine target guy. He's going to be the number one receiving option there. I don't think it will be TJ Hawkinson. I mean, he, Hawkinson's going to be just fine as long as he stays healthy. But as far as being the number one wide receiver there in Detroit, which is going to have a fairly eh, so-so team, they're going to have to throw the ball quite a bit. And Jared Goff is not really a downfield thrower. Um, they're going to keep a lot of stuff in front of them. I think Amon Ra is really, really going to feast on uh, you know a lot of targets by default. Um, Jamison Williams is going to be a great, great wide receiver, but I'm not counting on a whole lot from him until the second half of the season or maybe even next season. DJ Chark. Bro, he's he's depth. Uh, I don't see long him. term. Long term, where do you see the pecking order with Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Jamison Williams? Depends on quarterback. It really, really depends on quarterback. If Jared Goff does just enough to, to stay around, it's Amon Ross. That will be his Hunter Renfro. That'll be his security blanket. That will be what they're looking for when they need a chunk of yards. When they need a first down, he'll be the guy that he turns to. Now, if there's a new quarterback, if they draft a a new quarterback, that quarterback's going to want to throw the ball down the field. They're going to want to do, you know, be a little flashy, whatever it may be. Um, and and I would say that that will drastically affect St. Brown's production because Jamison Williams is the home run hitter. He is the, you know, they're going to want out of him what, you know, what Jamar Chase did or is going to do. Um, where Jamar Chase is probably that Jamison Williams type. Amon Ra is that Justin Jefferson. Sure. He's just, you know, he's just going to chip away and chip away and chip away at you, and he's going to get his catches. He's going to rack up. And I say that he eclipses 100 catches easily, and he's going to finish as a wide receiver one. He's going to be a top 12 wide receiver this year. And, you know, I think he's going to be a nice little league winner for for all those that had him. You know, you, it'll give you a lot of nice options there at wide receiver to, to kind of make some trades. You'll have some flexibility there. And so, um, you know, if you don't have him, I think you can go get him for a good price. I think you can go trade for him now before it's too late. You know, games are on Sunday, so I think it's time to go get him last last minute. I've got him everywhere I can, and um, I really strongly believe in that. I think Amon Ra is going to be a stud this year. Well, that that may actually be a, a pretty good prediction um, long term as well, just because I'm not sure that the that the Lions are going to be bad enough to be able to get a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud in the draft. Um, and those are the obvious top two quarterbacks, in my opinion, um, in a lot of people's opinion, actually. Um, 
So if they're not able to get either one of those two, then they may as well just stick with Goff. I agree. I absolutely agree. So if Goff is the guy there, then Amon Ra is the guy there. That's sure. that's my opinion. Um, that that was kind of like I think some people's opinion on Justin Jefferson is like, hey, what's Minnesota going to do in a couple of years with Kirk Cousins? You know, you have that stability with with Joe Burrow and that connection. You know, Joe Burrow's not going anywhere, and so and neither is Jamar Chase. So you know, you're going to have that connection. You're going to have that Montana Rice connection for a long, long time. So I think that's the reason why some, a lot of folks out there are kind of putting him right there, just slightly above Justin Jefferson. But I think that Kirk Cousins is going to be there for a few years to come. And as long as he's there, Adam Thielen's not getting any younger. He's not getting any faster. And Justin Jefferson's just going to continue to get better. And that's the reason why I have him having that slight edge. So like I said, as long as Jared Goff is there, then Amon Ra is going to be his guy, in my opinion. Um, I'm, I'm not uh, not concerned about that at all. Yeah, I say go call. get him. Go get him now. It's a good call. All right. So what else you got, bro? Um, I think that Chris Olave will be the number one rookie fantasy producer this year, with an honorable mention to George Pickens. Man, how can you be bold about that? Hey, this guy's going to be the number one, but uh, just in case uh, you heard it here, I'm going to go maybe George Pickens too. Well, I mean, George Pickens is I think I think it's gonna be fairly close in, in between those those two. Pickens is already in this. I mean, you don't think Traylon Burks? I don't either. I don't think Traylon Burks is gonna do much. You think Chris Olave? I mean, what do you think about Garrett Wilson? I mean, some of these other guys. I like Garrett Wilson. Um kind of depends on Zach Wilson's health a little bit. Um, well, it's been cool, not, he's out. He's not gonna out get him for there. the first four weeks. Right. And Flacco's not not gonna get him there. Um, so that's kind of hard to pick Garrett Wilson there. Um, but I like Olave. I like George Pickens. I think they're, they're both going to be the wide receiver two on their, on their respective teams. And they're, I, I, I think on their teams, they're going to have to kind of put up points too, in order to kind of be able to contend. I would lean more towards Pickens if it was me. Um, Olave is a hell of a talent. But you do have Michael Thomas, and you do have um, Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. Landry there. Sure, Marcus I think they're going to get there too. Yeah, they're going to get theirs, in my opinion. With with Jameis throwing the ball, mm-hmm. I think they're going to get theirs. And Alave is going to flash. He's going to have some 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 nice plays. But as far as the volume there, I don't know if it's going to be there just yet. Um, now, if 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 Jarvis is out of town after after this season, then yes. Um, and especially if Michael Thomas maybe gets moved on, maybe if he moves on, gets traded or something like that, then I think Chris Olave is a great player to have. I don't know how much I can count on him this year. However, Pickens, we know what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. Oh man, he's something. He he he's a very 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 good player, and we have seen. Um, you know, Deontay Johnson's going to be the wide receiver one, the, yeah. the number one option there. We know that. But Chase Claypool has done a lot to put himself in the doghouse there in Pittsburgh. And who knows that that doesn't continue this year. Or maybe one of the reasons why they grabbed Pickens is because Claypool is maybe not... Worried too much about TikTok. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, So maybe they start really working Pickens in. And and throwing him the ball, seeing what he can do, really, because I think they may it, it's they're on the fence. I think they could very much move, you know, move forward without Chase Claypool, um, you know, this time next year. So I think Claypool um, is their fourth option. I think over Frymuth, I, I think Frymuth is a is a third guy there. Yep. So mm-hmm. I like Alave long term. I actually like Pickens better this year. Okay. So. Uh, um, my second part to that was uh, Quay Walker will be the um, best IDP rookie. Overall? Overall. He's going to be your your best ID. He's going to score the most points as far as IDPs this year. As, as, far, as, as far as IDP rookies. He's going to be the as best far rookie as rookies. IDP. Right. He's not going to outscore TJ Watt. He's not going to, you know. Of course. No. That. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying as as a as far as rookies go, he will be the best IDP rookie. 
tell you what, Aiden Hutchinson outscores him this year. I, I don't see it. Quay Walker's going to be a tackling machine, man. I think he will be too, but we'll see. We'll see if Hutchison do that. You know, we'll 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 take a look at this. Uh, you know, in the off season and see which one of us was right. All right, you're saying Aiden Hutchison. I say Aiden Hutchison. I say he's the, uh, you know, he's the guy. You know, I don't think it'll be like Nakoba Dean or anything like that. I, I don't think so. I think the, I think Quay Walker is right there, like one and two. Him and Hutchison, I think, will be the top two scorers as far as like rookie IDPs this year. Um, I absolutely could see Quay Walker. You, you're right. He's going to be a tackling machine. He's going to be right in the middle of that field uh, making plays. But with the way that Dynasty Pros, the way we score our IDPs and sacks, um, you know, I don't know. I think Aiden Hutchinson. I'm going to go Aiden Hutchinson slightly right. over that. So we'll see. All right. Solid, you know, it's a solid pick as well. All I'm right. You, you, you were talking well. about one watt a second ago. Let's finish up your top five with uh, with your last one. Here. Sure. Uh, TJ Watt will break the single season sack record this year. What is the single sack record? Uh, isn't it 22 and a half? think didn't he have 22 and a half Maybe no I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure the uh the record is still um I'm, now i'm drawing a blank oh um, it was uh it was what's his face that broke it uh uh strahan right strahan yeah strahan um strahan had 22 and a half in 2001 and TJ Watt had 22 and a half in 2021. Okay. Well, he will break that this year. Nice. Because I was on the show with, you know, the IDP show with, with a lot of guys, you know, Davenport and, you know, gosh, Nate Markham and every, you know, all these guys, Hollywood Titan, all of these guys, Hollywood was adamant. He said, man, there's no way, there's no way that, um, he's going to finish with 20 sacks this year. I told him, I said, bro, his, his floor is 15 sacks. His floor is 15 sacks. Uh, I could see him in a bad seat. I mean, he's probably easy 17 to 18. So yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe with the, with the way Alex Highsmith is kind of coming along and is a threat on the other side of the field. Mm -hmm. I absolutely could see that. I mean, it's bold. I mean, he's already kind of tied for that record. Um, yeah, he's but, tied yeah. for it, but he will break it this year. Not, not only that, he may touch twenty-four. All right, that's uh, pretty wild, man. Uh, before I give you my number one, we've got one more question here from some of our viewers here. Uh, Deshaun Bogan here has says, "Which one do I flex here, Michael Thomas or David Montgomery?" Uh, um, PPR, PPR. I say Michael Thomas. If it's a standard, I'd go David Montgomery. I think I'm going to go David Montgomery both both ways here. Uh, even if it is PPR, I think Montgomery has the best chance of maybe scoring a touchdown here um, with those mouths that are being fed there in, in New Orleans. Uh, I think Michael Thomas would be a great play. You know, I think he'll have four or five catches for probably uh, 40, 50, maybe 60, 60 yards. And if he gets a touchdown, that's a fantastic day. Um, but I think David Montgomery maybe gives you the – a little bit better chance of scoring that touchdown to kind of put him over the top for me. Certainly not going to catch any passes, um, but he could easily, you know, hit about 70, 70, 75 yards rushing with a touchdown. And I think that'd be a very, very productive day for you. Yeah. I, I kind of question that also because the bears offensive line is trash. It's not good. It's not good. That offense in general is not good. No. Um, but that kind of makes me wonder if that's the reason why they're just going to have to try and run the ball, do what they can. Um, control the clock, <laughs> you know, keep the other team off the field as much as possible, their offense at least. So um, it's a toss-up. If it's me, I'm probably leaning David Montgomery just slightly, just because I think he might give you the better chance for the touchdown. So, but thanks, Deshaun. Thanks for reaching out to us there, man. All right, so before we wrap things up, I'm going to give you my number one uh, bold prediction this year, and that is that Cam Akers finishes as a top eight running back this year not top 10 not top 12 top eight i think he is going to be a very very nice play and i think this is an extremely bold prediction very very bold because it's pretty bold too the majority of people out there don't like cam um you know he didn't look great when he came back well of course he probably didn't look great when he came back in my opinion i thought he looked fine he had quite a bit of burst 
And in that offense, I think he's going to have a nice amount of catches. I think he's going to have a tremendous amount of touchdown opportunities. And I think when I see this, I think Todd Gurley. I think I, I think of what Todd Gurley put up in that offense, and I see Cam Akers doing something similar to that. Daryl Henderson is not the starter. He will be, he'll give him a breath, you know, whatever it is. They, you know, 50-50 splits, I don't believe it. Maybe game one, maybe week one. But when they see what, uh, that Akers is a much more explosive, much more dynamic player than Henderson is, they're just not going to be able to keep him off the field. They're going to put him out there. And I think he's going to, he, to me, he's this year's Austin Eckler. I think that he can put up 15 plus touchdowns and really, really be a league winner, like a true league winner at his current like price and ADP and whatever you want to call it. I think he finishes as a very, very solid RB1. And if he is this year's Austin Eckler, then he's a top, he's probably a top five running back. Um, but I think he finishes right there in the top eight because of his touchdown opportunities and stuff, you know, and the touchdowns that he puts up. I think he probably puts up close to 15 touchdowns, and that's going to slide him right in there in the top eight category. So you've been pounding the table on him all. all oh, season. gosh, I have. I'm like really up on a mountaintop just singing his praises and saying, go grab him. And maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm nuts. Um, but I guess I'm going to go down with that ship, you know, one way or another. Yeah, we can't hit a home run every at bat. So, yeah. Um, you're old. You can just claim your senile. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, all right. Well, guys, um, Tommy, man, I appreciate you coming on uh, today. Um, everyone, thank you for the questions there on YouTube. Uh, keep them coming. Be sure to tweet at us there at Dynasty Pros FF. And like I said, be sure to go check out the website, DynastyProsFootball.com. Um, I just finished up all the latest IDP rankings, all of our Dynasty rankings. We just updated there working on the trade values right now. That's wonderful if someone's making those offers to you. So be sure to go check us out there at Dynasty Pros Football. So uh, um, for me, for Bob Miller, for Tommy Harvey over here, we thank you all for giving us a look there. And, uh, you know, check us out next week. We'll see you later.